Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to another episode in our series on practices. John, it's good to be with you. How are you doing today? Doing great, Brandon. It's a beautiful day. It is. It is. I just want to remind everyone about these practices. These are fundamental practices that John and I believe should be in the life of every believer. Each practice can have varying degrees in, in how you might do them, but they all lead us into that deeper life that Jesus has for us. And today we're going to talk about one of the most sacred practices we have, in my opinion. It goes all the way back to the creation story. Today we're going to talk about the Sabbath. You know, our simple definition that most of us, when we think about the Sabbath, is just kind of a day that we might set aside for rest and restoration. But I think the idea of Sabbath is severely misunderstood and almost misunderstood to our detriment, um, especially in American culture today. John, can you say more about the Sabbath day and, and what it's all about and how it fits into God's bigger plan and, and our, uh, in our lives as a whole? Yeah, sure, Brandon. I think um, if just to say John, who's also my son, who's also on this podcast here with us, is going to give us a, a really good picture of one way that he and his wife have chosen to celebrate it. What I'd love to do is maybe just give you a little bit of the backdrop, because this is can be a little bit unfamiliar practice to us. And I think the best place to start is to recognize our debt to our, you know, our Hebrew Jewish sisters and brothers and their experience of the Sabbath. It's that this is something they, that they have been practicing and experts in, if you, you want to say that, and well rehearsed for, for many, many centuries. And for them, they root the Sabbath at this day as a holy day. It's like set aside, like when we think about how we have Christmas decorations or a Christmas tree, it's something we only use in certain times, right? It's set apart. It's not every day. And for them, this is day was one day a week that was set apart to be a holy day uh, in this rhythm of six days of work and then one holy day of the Sabbath. So you can think about holy day, Brandon, like holiday. I mean, really, it's the same thing. Like when we think about a holiday, it's a holy day. It's a set aside. And so for them, like it was like Thanksgiving for us here in America, where, you know, you have all these days where you're preparing the pies and getting the turkey ready. And then and then the three days after Thanksgiving, you're cleaning up, eating leftovers and making turkey soup. And, and but for them, it, that was like on a weekly idea of, hey, we're getting ready for the Sabbath. We're celebrating the Sabbath and we're coming off the Sabbath. And so literally they revolved their life around this holy, holy day. And now Christians now get back to how this affects us is that they, the early Christians were largely Jewish Christians. And so they had just, they adopted the idea of Sabbath um, into the, uh, the, the, the reality of Easter. And so instead of the seventh day of the week being the Sabbath, they, they started it on the first day of the week, which was Sunday, because that's the day that Jesus rose to the dead and a new creation, the fulfillment of that first creation story now is taking place in Jesus Christ. So the, the celebration of his resurrection and the, the reality of that and living into the reality of that, that's what they intended their Sundays to be uh, all about. And so that's the rhythm that, we're, that this invites us into. Uh, as Jesus followers, as every Sunday or every and then Sabbath, we are invited in, you know, to break from work, but then enter into the holiday and the celebration of what it means to be God's Easter people. Yeah, yeah, John. How I mean, just to touch on it, just briefly, how important is that rhythm, uh, um, this weekly rhythm of rest that God's given us? And how what would you say about that? How important is it? Well, I, it's 
You know, I think when I step back, I mean, a couple of things I would say, and I think the recent realities of our world and culture, culture and the chaos of isolation and social distancing and the loss of our rhythms, the loss of uh, routines has really made it clear people's mental health is struggling, right? And so I think God created rhythm in the world, evening, morning, you know, sunshine, moon, uh, day and night. He created rhythm because inside of him is itself. He is a God of rhythm. And that's why he took a Sabbath. And so we being made in God's image to not have a sense of rhythm and particularly this, this even the Sabbath rhythm as one of them, we just become chaotic. We, we, be, we lose our sense of who we were meant to be. And so I think it's critical for us, you know, to, to, to find our identity, to nurture our identity, we have to have some place of, of rhythm in our life. And the Sabbath is a gift in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we see in, you know, in the story of Genesis one, as I've mentioned, and, and you've mentioned it already where, you know, God creates for six days and on the, on the seventh, he takes that Sabbath rest. And, and you've mentioned, you know, the Hebrews were commanded to do the same, to, to have this rhythm. It was a part of the, you know, the 10 words that they were to take this day as holy and to remember it. But what about the new Testament and, and us as Jesus disciples on this side, where, where do we see Jesus practicing the Sabbath? Yeah. And really good question because we tend to look for Jesus's action and words in the gospels as our guide for behavior, right? I mean, that's what disciples do, Brian, right? So, so what happens when you, when it doesn't say what Jesus did on the Sabbath? And, you know, and so it'd be easy to think, well, it was no big deal to him. But the reality is in his time, everybody was practicing the Sabbath. He didn't have to talk about it or correct it in many ways. He, I guarantee you, he participated every Friday night to Saturday night in the Jewish tradition. He rested, he replenished, he restored, um, he worshiped. And yet what he does say about the Sabbath might mislead us to think about what he really believed. He often challenged the sabbath he was careful right on the sabbath not to work but he wasn't too careful right he he broke he broke the pharisaic regulations that they had put on the sabbath to make it a burden you can't heal on the sabbath you can't eat this or that on the sabbath you can only walk this many steps and uh, and people were just uh burdened he got mad at that because they were ruining the intent of god's sabbath and so his his desire was to bring it back to its original intent and so I think if we could watch Jesus's life, you know, in the rhythm of his life, I would think you would find that the Sabbath was something that was a very much a holy day for him. And because it was for him, that's given me the motivation to say, I want to learn how to practice that and, and discover the joys and the gifts of walking in this practice along with the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, John. Well, I mean, why don't you share that a little bit about how the Sabbath has played out in your life? Uh, yeah, that's well for me. I don't know. Sometime about 35 years ago, Brandon, um, I don't know if I read a book on it or I don't remember having any models, any people, my friends, no, nobody was talking about it. But somehow I stumbled on it. And when I met Carissa, we started uh, having a couple of Sunday practices. We sang Great is Thy Faithfulness. You know, when we went to church together, that was something that we took on with our family for, for all those years growing up. Um, when we had kids, it got more structured because now we're a family. That's a lot of times what happens. And 
over the years, it was over the years, like not all at once, but we just began to introduce different elements. You know, for us, it was largely Sunday. Um, and we, um, we started with Sunday school for the kids and church service. We sat together. Sometimes I would sing with my guitar in the morning before we went to church. Um, and then the afternoon was designated to play together, which was something that I didn't get to do with the kids, you know, for extended periods of time during the week and that was a delight you know for me and then we would share a meal together usually Carissa uh, didn't make a complicated meal so she wouldn't have to cook and we would often talk about our highlights you know that was one of the things we did we remembered God's gifts to us the week before we took a look at our when we have created a family shield later we would talk about you know our values as a family where we tell storytelling you know and and then we would end with uh, planning the week i remember there was a season of time on the sabbath where i would get the kids in my lap and i would say a blessing over them before they went to bed it was we named one of our chairs the blessing chair so not didn't do all of this all those time but i'm just giving you an idea of different things that that we just settled on we want to do those things on the sabbath to make it a special day and I, and what's a real treat here, you know, to kind of continue the story, Brandon, is to be able to introduce now my son, John, who um, was obviously there as a little kid, you know, from the very beginning, and now is a, a young man, a father, and a husband on his own. John, welcome to our podcast officially, and giving, I just want to give you a chance to share with us from your perception, growing up in the family, having Sabbath kind of dictated for you, because you were a kid, and then you've moved out of the home went to Seattle Pacific University and had to wrestle with, well, what am I going to do with the Sabbath now that I'm out of the home? So tell us a little bit of your, your post-home story. Yeah, well, um, like you said, we, we definitely did practice um, the Sabbath uh, growing up to some degree. And I think for me, it was more um, uh, a practice of um, playing and kind of pausing from the daily activities. Um, and so we, when I went to college, um, that kind of just went out the door uh, in part because I was an engineering student, so had uh, incredible amounts of work, as well as um, just being on the floor with 30 other guys. That's not something that was, um, you know, something that we just did. Um, and so, so, yeah, so definitely like in college, that's something that I didn't really see as being super practical. Um, okay. Sure, you don't have difficult. your own home, your own space, you're sharing everything. So then, so then along yeah. comes Kalina, you meet Kalina, you guys fall in love, which is great on my end, by the way, I got a new daughter. And then you guys build a home. And then if I come over into your home, if I could show our listeners, you know, there on your wall is your family code, yeah. you know, one yeah. of those is the Sabbath, you know, along with generosity and creativity. And so somewhere along the lines, you guys rediscovered this. Tell us about that journey. Yeah, definitely. So we, so it started really, yes. Yeah, so I, I graduated and I was working um, at Boeing and I uh, was working, you know, 45 hours a week plus commuting either way, plus dating. And um, I, I didn't really, in my mind, Sabbath kind of was like, uh, it's, it's kind of unrealistic. Um, it, it, it seemed like, uh, you know, something that was good in theory, but when it comes down to reality, doesn't, as a now a grown adult, you know, working, um, it didn't seem like it really uh, would actually work. And along the way, um, I was actually introduced, I believe it was by Kalina, um, to uh, 
John Mark Comer um, from Bridgetown Church, and he he really kind of and he wrote a book called Garden City, and as well as did a, a number of sermons on the Sabbath. And in listening to those, um, we kind of rediscovered this idea of um, the the importance of Sabbath, and primarily the idea of seeing Sabbath as an act of uh, resistance to culture um, and, and an act of um, coming kind of resting and coming back to um, the, this rhythm that God created um, that I know you talked about earlier. Yeah, that's good. So, so tell us a little bit about the rhythms that um, I think John Mark in his book talked about that you guys have developed the practice of your Sabbath around. And again, it's for the, those yep. listening, it's not perfect every time, but at least this yep. is what you're shooting for as far as uh, your understanding. So what does a typical Sabbath day look like for John and Kalina? Yeah. So, um, so one thing that we have found to be pretty important is the idea of marking the beginning and end um, of the Sabbath. And so um, we start our Sabbath out by sitting down um, and lighting two candles, one to remember and one to observe the Sabbath commanded in the Old Testament. Um, and then we just read a psalm together. And it's just really simple. Um, doesn't, you know, take a, a long time just to say, hey, right now we're starting. Um, and then we spend 24 hours just um, following the rhythm of four things, um, stop, rest, delight, and worship. And so if any of those, any, any of the activities fall into one of those four categories, we deem that as, you know, being a part of um, our Sabbath. And so stopping, we stop um, the regular things that we do throughout the week. We stop working, we stop checking our emails, we stop doing homework, we stop um, doing those types of things. Um, we rest. So sometimes this is physical. We sleep in, we, um, take naps, we, um, and, and we rest mentally too. So we, we don't, um, read really complex, hard books, or, um, we, we, again, we're not doing home, Colin's not doing homework or I'm not doing, um, those types of things. And then, um, delight. So the next thing is, you know, we, we really delight in um, the, the world around us. We take walks and enjoy nature. We um, have really good food and drink a good bottle of wine and um, just it really delight in the world and then in, in God's creation. And then the last one is worship. So we really take time to um, worship God through music, through reading scripture together and out loud and just really, uh, and journaling and um, praying and just sitting in the stillness and in the silence. And so um, usually those kind of happen in order where the beginning of our Sabbath really starts with stopping and resting. Sure. Um, and then, and that's why we actually start our Sabbath um, Friday night because it really starts us kicking off by taking time to sleep um, and rest. Um, and then we, and then usually by the, near the end of the Sabbath, um, Saturday day, we really have that, we feel refreshed to be able to delight and worship um, well. So. Oh, that's good. You know, I think about, and people may not know this, the re part of the reason you start your Sabbath on Friday night is because you're volunteering and working at church on Sunday morning. So you've decided that you've wanted that, that piece yeah. of your life to not be, you know, part of your Sabbath, which is a, a great reminder for those people who might work at churches, et cetera. Yep. Yep. And uh, well, tell us a little bit about, I mean, we can kind of guess, but tell us a little bit about what have been some of the benefits for you personally, as well as maybe 
for one or two things for your just your marriage and your relationship with Kalina that have come from this? Yeah, so we really found that that by taking time to intentionally Sabbath, um, we just feel so much more refreshed for the week ahead. Um, we feel so energized um, by, uh, yeah, just just kind of being able to let go of the this last week and um, kind of enter into this new week just um, with our minds set on Christ. Um, and so it gives, it gives us space to um, play together and to, to do that worshiping together, God together, um, which is really um, helpful and, and important. Um, so that's been really good for us. Yeah, I had this image of like wearing a pair of clothes all week long, you know, and getting mud and everything on. And then on, on the Sabbath, you get to take off, <laughs> you know, you get to leave yeah. behind something and then put on something to feel like you're starting something new. And that, yeah. that's an incredible rhythm, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and, so, and one more thing for that. I mean, typically at the beginning, you know, um, right after Sabbath, those Monday, Tuesday, or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we're feeling, feeling good and feeling refreshed. And, um, usually when it hits about Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're especially Friday, we are just, you know, that day we are just so exhausted and ready and excited for that Sabbath. Um, so it's, it, it has built a really good rhythm into our week. Um, that's great. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, the, maybe one of the, the things that tempts you to keep the Sabbath the way you want to. And, and one of the things that Brandon and I have both related to is that in today's world, that where people are working more, more pressure yes. from their employers, more options uh, that fill yes. our time all week long, it may just feel like to someone just feel overwhelming to think about how in the possibility yep. would I carve out a whole day? I'm just too busy. Yep. How would you respond? You know, certainly you've experienced that. How would you uh, advise people who might be feeling the, the struggle of busyness? Yeah, well, well, I mean, you hit a real important um, aspect, and that is that our today in our culture, um, there is, there is a human condition, um, of restlessness and, um, and it is not, it's not how God created it. It's not good. And, um, this restlessness is something that needs to be, um, we, Sabbath has, God created Sabbath as like a resistance to that. Um, and right now, our, in our world, not only is um, restlessness part of the human condition, but also this idea of accomplishment and um, accumulation. And mm -hmm. so um, what we have really tried to do is say, you know, we want, um, it's important that we set aside time to resist that. And so like we, we have put in practices in place to say, you know what, we're not going to buy anything on the Sabbath. We're not going to, um, you know, shop, um, or even, or, uh, covet some, you know, look, look at like, Hey, Oh, how cool would it be to have this or how cool, um, would it be to do this remodel project on the house? Um, and so those things have been really important in, um, shaping our, the kind of the mindset behind why we do the Sabbath, um, as well. Yeah. And so, it, and yeah, and I was going to just, yeah. So that, that's kind of what I was going to say. Yeah, I think, you know, if you, if you think about the uh, busyness as being something that's addictive, you know, a restlessness, yeah. even anxiety, yeah. it can be addictive, yes. it's pushing. 
is that the Sabbath is part of the remedy for that. You know, yeah. so so if you can use the excuse of busyness that keeps you from it, but then the question is, do you want to stay addicted? <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, at some point, yeah. like your recovery program, God has given us a gracious gift to re-enter us into a rhythm whereby yes. the things that we do don't bind us in addiction. Yeah. And uh, now that's that's super important. Um, yeah, John, I got uh, I got something for you. You know, you were talking yeah. earlier when you um, about as you were growing up, learning the Sabbath and, and getting out into college and whatnot and finding or and just feeling like that it was impractical um, yeah. how much was going yeah. on in your life. If you now, after what you've implemented and learned, could go back and talk to yourself um, at yeah. that time, what would you advise of yourself as it related to the Sabbath? Would you continue to think that it was impractical or would you really assert yourself to, to create this space? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I think um, I really would have asserted, you know, made that effort to to make this a part of my rhythm. And, and I think definitely in college, it probably would have looked different. Um, and I, I, you know, being married now, it's not just kind of what it falls into the bucket of rest, delight. Uh, stop rest delight and worship for me it's also about us so me and Kleina um, whereas now you know back in college it would have been like hey what's more what's resting for me what's life you know what helps me to lighten the Lord um, for, for just me um, and so that would have looked different I probably would you know a lot of the things I would have done might have fallen into that um, bucket um, but I think that yeah, I, I definitely would have made an effort to incorporate that as part of my rhythm. And, um, and, and definitely, like I said, it would have looked different. It might um, have involved more community type sure. things. Um, but yeah, definitely would, would have included that. Yeah. And I mean, so, I mean, you mentioned a few things that you do, so I think some really simple things, but what would your advice mm -hmm. be for, I mean, for those of us that are really experiencing busyness and, you know, jumping yeah. into a full day of, holy cow, you really want me to stop all yeah. that? What would be some just initial kind of first steps for someone getting started in this and being yep. able to counter this, you know, the, the, the busyness culture? Definitely. Well, the, the first thing I'd say is that, um, First thing I would say is just to start small. Um, if you haven't done anything with the Sabbath, start by taking, um, you know, five hours of the day. Um, say, hey, I'm going to, for Sunday from, you know, noon to 5 p.m., I am going to Sabbath. Um, I think it's really important that eventually you try to make that a 24 hours because there's such a good, um, it, like I said, by the end of my Sabbath, I'm able to really delight in worship. Um, and if I don't have that, you know, long, longer period of time, it's really hard to do that. Um, but start small. Um, I think in addition, this marking the beginning and end is really important. Um, so marking it and you can do that however you want. You can take a walk, you can um, say a quick prayer, you can start with a worship song, you can do, do whatever you want to start and stop it. Um, but, but that is super important because it really allows you to, to say, okay, you know what, for this next, you know, 24 hours, I'm going to put my phone away. Um, and, and I know that it's set aside until we close Sabbath with, you know, uh, a hymn or a song or something like that. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think those are, and I think the last thing I would say is that, um, for somebody who's never experienced Sabbath and things seem, it seems, you know, super overwhelming. I have so much to get done. There's no way I could possibly do this. I think it, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, there's supernatural that, that, 
when you actually take time to stop, you are so much more prepared. Your body and mind and soul is so much more prepared to actually be able to complete the things you need to do in a shorter amount of time. And so, um, and so, you know, yes, it's like, there's no way I'd be able to do everything I need to, um, with taking the 24 hours, but you, you actually realize by stopping, um, that maybe you don't need to do everything, um, that there's not this, this anxiety, uh, eating away you that, that makes you feel like you need to. Um, and it also, um, and, and also supernaturally, like you just have more, um, ability and energy and, um, and, and, uh, yeah, just be, to be able to do those things well and, and accomplish them quickly and, and yeah, efficiently and well. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, John. And just to remember the trust in God and his economy works far yeah. differently than, yeah. <laughs> than any of us really understand in yep. that. Well, wow. I thank you yeah. so much for coming on and sharing your journey with us. Yeah, of course. Uh, for either of you, is there anything else you guys have to say on the Sabbath or want to say about the practice in your life at all? Yeah. I mean, I just say it's like, it's countercultural. Um, it, not many people do it today. Um, and not many of your friends will be doing it. Um, and by, and you'll be saying, Hey, no, I can't do this on that day because I'm taking a day set aside to stop. Um, but it's going to be life-giving. It's so life-giving. Um, and, and it's so worth it. It's an, it's an addiction worth having, John, is what I say. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Chris, my wife and I, Chris, to talk about that we've actually become addicted. Maybe one little picture, Brandon, to, to end with is imagine yourself, whether it's a coffee shop or it's a restaurant, someplace that you're just addicted to. You love to go there for the food and the drink. Um, and uh, I imagine Sabbath like that. I just can't imagine not going to that place. But maybe at the mm-hmm. beginning of the Sabbath, when you have like when you haven't been to that restaurant or been to that coffee shop, Maybe the first thing you would, you know, do to get connected is go on your Google, you know, go on your on your uh, your phone, check it out on, and look at the menu, and just order something, right? Yeah. Don't feel like you have to order the whole menu and just take a taste, and then slowly allow it to the get it to the place where you're familiar. You'd go in, and I think for me the Sabbath over time is like finding that favorite restaurant. You know the menu. You don't have to do order everything each time you go. But it's something that is just life-giving, and it's it's part of your rhythm, and it's part of your delight. And uh, I just think that that's uh, that having that picture, you know, where you're going, gives you the energy to start small, hang in there, learn like any good sport, learning your your new rhythms, your new skills. But it is so worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you guys again. I hope those listening have been able to take a fresh look at the Sabbath today, something different, something bigger, the really the life restoring process um, that God is, it wants for us in this. And the fact that he took that day um, in his own creation work. Um, and so how much more would we need it in, in our day-to-day work? And for all of you out there, just to remember, John and I are just two disciples. Yep, trying to find our place in God's story. Hey, John, thanks for joining us. It's been great to be together. Yep. Yeah. Thank you guys. Bless you guys.